Welcome to the Good Shepherd Weekly. This is Matt Murphy. Today I want to give some brief, basic application regarding this past week's message entitled, The Spirit, the Word of God as a Sword. We are almost finished with the series, Armor of God. I think everybody, including myself, thought we would wrap up this past Sunday, but I I do sense and believe that there is a need to continue uh, just a little bit more to finish that passage However, we were looking at the last piece of the armor, so to speak, called uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the way it's written in the text. However, as I've gone through the armor in the series, I've referred to what I believe is the most important part of each piece is the Lord himself, is the spirit, the word of God as a sword. So in Hebrews 4.11, I shared this verse in the message, the beginning of it, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. So what are we called to do as believers? We are called to hold fast to the Lord through Christ, by his spirit, by the power of his spirit. Knowing that the Lord himself is a warrior, Exodus fifteen three. the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. So there is a truth that we need to remember that the Lord is a warrior, that he fights and he fights for us as his children. He fights for our salvation and he fights for us when we belong to him so that we will be continually sanctified. At the same time, we don't use him as a weapon. We don't, we don't use him as a weapon, like a sword. We use his word. We use the word of God as a weapon, right? It's the sword of the spirit. So it's his word that we grab hold of. Just like we grab hold of him, we cling to his word and we use his word as a weapon. So the word of God is often referred to in the Bible or in the scriptures as the Holy Scriptures or as scripture. Uh, There's many other names given, you know, precepts and statutes and rules and so forth. But the word of God, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, Paul writes, all scripture, all of the word of God is breathed out by God and profitable For these things, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that the man of God, the woman of God, may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now, I want to give a brief illustration to help us understand this process and the usefulness of God's word in teaching, reproof, correction, and training. So, I played football. Uh, I was a receiver, and one of my responsibilities, besides blocking, which wasn't my favorite, but it was part of it, was to catch the ball, to catch a football, and then try to score. But you can't score if you don't have the ball. So catching the football is really important. And how would that happen? Well, there has to be teaching, there has to be reproof, there has to be correction, and there has to be training. So if I was going to teach a young guy, a young player, how how to catch the ball, I would teach him, I would instruct him, this is how you catch a football. You catch the ball with your eyes first and then your hands. And I would give him some basic fundamentals on how to do that. And then I would let him try it. And what would happen? He would do it wrong. There would be some things that weren't quite right. Now he might catch the ball, but I need to reprove his his way of doing it because it's not the right way. And I want to teach him the right way to catch a ball. So I reprove him. Not shamefully, not harshly, but I just reprove him and say, that's wrong. You need to to do it this way. And as I'm reminding him of the right way to do it, what am I doing? I'm correcting him. I'm showing him, hey, remember how I showed you use your eyes and use your hands? I need to 
to, to really help you understand this. And so let's do it again. I'm correcting him. And then I'm saying, let's do it again, which is training. We're doing it again and again and again. Why? So he can be ready to catch passes and score. And that is, that's the goal. You catch the ball and then you run and score. And so there's other parts to being a receiver, but I'm just trying to help you understand the basic application of this in a, in a real life example. And so in the same way with God's word in our lives, he teaches us, he instructs us, he reproves us, he shows us our error, he corrects us back to that truth, that instruction, and then he, and then he says, do it again, let's try it again. And that's the training so that we can be ready for every good work that he's prepared for us to do. At the same time, for those of you who are listening today and you're thinking, you know, I know I need training. I know I need to be ready, but I'm just weary. I'm tired. Maybe you're hurting and you're just really struggling. The word of God also refreshes our weary souls. Uh, He is he's so faithful to refresh us through his word. And so I want to encourage you today that if you need renewal, that the word of God refreshes your soul. And in fact, he uses the same process. There will be a process of teaching and reproving and correcting in training so that you can experience renewal more consistently and more fully every day of your life. There's not just the peaks and valleys, but there is more of a steadiness for your soul and for your mind and for your heart. So I want to pray that the Lord would help us today to really value his word, uh, to really listen to his word, to uh, think about his word, to believe his word, and even to pray his word, just like I'm about to do right now. So God, thank you today for the word of God. Thank you for your word to us, Lord. Your word is life-giving. It's not just an instruction, although it's that too. It is life-giving. Your word saves Your word refreshes. Your word corrects. It does all of these things. And so I pray today, God, that we would allow the word of God to to come into our ears and to come into our hearts and do the very thing that you want to do in us through the power of your word. Uh, I pray that we would listen. I pray that we would read it. I pray we would read it aloud, that we would memorize your word and we would really think about it, meditate on what you're saying and why you're saying it. We would memorize the word of God, even just from repetition of reading so that it would get down deep. And as we believe and trust in your word, your truth, may it come out of us like a sword. May the word of God come out of us like a sword that is piercing the darkness and rescuing people for the kingdom of God. So Lord, I just thank you for every person that's listening right now. And I pray that you would work in them and through them by the power of your word. And for the one who needs refreshing for the weary soul, Lord, do that by the power of your word. Let them, let them get the Psalms out and just read through the Psalms or, or almost any place in the Bible that they can read and just be refreshed as your word ministers to their soul. And we just love you so much, God, because you've loved us first. And we want to continue to love your word and cherish it. So uh, thank you for, for loving us today and just encouraging us with your word. And we trust that there will be a great effect for our lives and for those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hey, have a great week. Uh, if you're listening uh, before Sunday, This next Sunday, which is Palm Sunday, uh, it's going to be a great day. Alan Young is going to be speaking 
and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun together as we worship the Lord. And then we have Easter coming up in a short time. So uh, invite someone to uh, come to church with you, share the gospel with them, and let's let the word of God impact our lives in the kingdom forever and ever. All right. Have a great week. See you soon. Mm-hmm.